Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here at 444 Football. As always, I'm your host, John Diggle, for the Week 6 Waiver Wire Preview. As always, the column is live on the site at 44.com every Monday afternoon for you to sift through, and you can get access to it not only by subscribing with our discount for the rest of the season, for the next three quarters, you can also tack on an extra discount using the promo code YouTube for 25% off. No reason to jump in considering how long the season is. And there's no greater example of how long the season is than Jeff Wilson returning to our lives as this week's top pickup. Because Devon A. Chan, unfortunately, suffered a knee injury in the second half against the Dolphins. And although he did attempt to return and play through it, Mike McDaniel did take him off the field and said on Monday that A-Chan's status is, quote, to be determined, unquote, moving forward. In other words, there is now someone available on waiver wires who is going to be a key part of the Miami offense. And no matter who that person is, we should always be interested in adding them to our roster, whether we are currently 5-0 and or 0-5, because, of course, they play for the Dolphins. And the good news is for us, regardless of A-Chan's status, we at least have seen Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert play in the same backfield together. Last year, they played seven games together whenever the Dolphins traded for Wilson from the 49ers. And in those games, Jeff Wilson handled... of the team's running back carries, Mostert 45%, and Jeff Wilson ultimately out-touched Mostert 82-80 in those seven contests. They average 9.5 points for Wilson and 9.3 half PPR points for Mostert. They both got there in a timeshare. And so again, if that's what we're looking at, either for this week, for the rest of the season, or just the fact that Mostert, has not been able to stay healthy for his career. And now we already have A-Chan battling through this knee injury that we don't know the extent of. We have to prioritize Wilson on this week's waiver wire. If for whatever reason, Wilson is not available because you or someone in your league already got ahead of picking him up, then I look to the Bears' backfield between Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman. I'm just assuming... 10 days between kickoffs is enough for Roshan to clear the league's concussion protocol and start in place of Khalil Herbert, who's now battling a high ankle sprain in week six. Also, Roshan is the player we want to target in general, because not only, even if Herbert were to tough through it, have high ankle sprains, historically limited running backs in the two to four weeks post-injury, even when they've tried to play through it. But the fact is, and always was, that Roshan is good. He's recorded just two fewer carries of 10-plus yards than Herbert, despite, on the year, handling just 25 carries to Herbert's 52. Roshan is also, remember, the reason the Bears have been healthy scratching Deontay Foreman since week two. And if Johnson isn't cleared by the end of this week, it's all Foreman's backfield. So we can go ahead and take our shots wherever those players are available in your leagues. But the point is, we need to. Because the Bears' upcoming schedule against the Vikings, who rank 14th in adjusted PPR points allowed to running backs, the Raiders, who rank 25th, and the Chargers, who rank 20th, 
is a schedule to target. And if we're going to see at least one of these running backs handle the majority of their team's touches because the others are injured, again, we have to take advantage of that. In deeper leagues, I next go to Amari DiMarcato for the Cardinals if the Bears or Jeff Wilson just aren't available to add to your backfield. Because James Conner, with his knee injury, was unable to return in the second half against the Bengals. And Keontae Ingram remained sidelined with his neck injury. Now, Ingram was limited in practice on Thursday and Friday. So maybe he comes back and spoils DeMarcado's perceived every down role. But we have to make these decisions on waivers before we see a single injury report. So as it stands, it's DeMarcado who is the only player to take advantage of even after the team signed Tony Jones. We don't know much about DeMarcado, unfortunately, since he hasn't played much this year and only recorded 378 touches across five seasons at TCU. But we do know at the NFL Combine, he tested as an 83rd percentile athlete and recorded a 4.49.40 time at 215 pounds. And when asked to step in for Kendry Miller, whenever Miller was injured in the college playoffs, DeMarcado did total 150 rushing yards against Michigan in that first game before running into Georgia in the national championship. So assuming Connor can't turn around against the Rams in week six, DeMarcado, in my opinion, would be an every down back and someone I'm still willing to take a chance on if I'm desperate for bye weeks in the deeper leagues if Keontae Ingram returns. Make Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. And now you can score even more pizza with your pizza. It's easy. Just order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday, and become eligible for instant win prizes. And best of all, you pick the toppings you crave. I attended a live Scott Fishbowl draft over the summer and was convinced by a friend to try Little Caesars pretzel stuffed crust pizza with cheese sauce. And no hyperbole, it changed my life forever. Either way, everyone wins with Little Caesars convenient delivery or in-store pizza portal pickup. You can even pay for your pizza on the Little Caesars app and have your friends grab it on their way over to watch the game. That's how you enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Pizza, pizza. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. Price Picks is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, Price Picks is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their Price Picks stat projection. It's that easy. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. Price Picks even offers in game projections. 
Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with all your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together, with more Devonta Smith receiving yards, or less Justin Fields rushing yards. Now, you can. Just go to prizepicks.com slash accurate, and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I'm still prioritizing among wide receivers, and as the position as a whole, however, Josh Downs over someone like DeMarcado. Because whereas Josh Downs was averaging a 16% target share for the Colts from Anthony Richardson, which was third on the team, we've seen now in Gardner Minshew's two full games, Josh Downs has upped that to a 25% target share. He's also averaged 14.7 PPR points in those two starts where Minshew logged a majority of the snaps, which would rank as the wide receiver 22 on the season. So I have no issues, as we did with Josh Reynolds, picking up Josh Downs now that we're taking Richardson's rushing dropbacks and turning them into more volume through the air and just starting Josh Downs weekly as a wide receiver three flex option with more opportunity now in the passing game. It's not as confident of a pickup as Josh Downs. But I also think KG Osborne's there for you in every league if you need a high floor for the bye weeks. Because Osborne has been miserable. Let's start there. A 12% target rate, target per route run rate so far in the season, which ranks 97th among 120, 105 qualifiers with 10 targets at his position. Just dreadful. But we at least think the volume will be there because only Sam Howe and Matthew Stafford are averaging more dropbacks per game than Kirk Cousins right now. So if we're taking Justin Jefferson's team-high target share out of this lineup, we can then just assume at least Osborne will be on the field across from Jordan Addison for all of this opportunity to soak up. I do not mind at least taking on Osborne's floor if necessary if you're already dealing with injuries and trying to directly replace Justin Jefferson. Those are my favorite pickups of the week. But before we get out of here, of course, let's sift through some deep cuts because I think there are some sneaky players to target on waiver wires this week as well. And that's starting with Keyshawn Vaughn, who I know you didn't expect to hear from. But remember, Bucks coach Todd Bowles told reporters that the team, quote, didn't have a run game, unquote, and their loss to the Eagles in week three. And after that, the Bucks returned with giving Rashad White a season low 64.2% of the team's backfield touches compared to his season high 89.4% share the week prior whenever he failed and pretty much made Todd Bowles mad. It's enough of a shift to think that the Bucs are going to return from their bye this week and maybe turn to a committee approach around White instead. And if that is the case, what we saw most recently in week four gives Keyshawn Vaughn the nod over Sean Tucker, since it was Vaughn who was not only sprinkled in for a couple touches in the second quarter behind White, but also out-touched Tucker 10-0 before the game became a blowout. Tucker was active, but he played nine snaps exclusively on special teams. So in deeper leagues, I do want to 
give a speculatory ad. Speculative? Whatever the word is. I'm adding Keyshawn Vaughn. You could do worse. Sticking with the Bucks, Trey Palmer, who I mentioned a couple weeks ago, but now that the Bucks are coming back from by, just remember if Mike Evans' hamstring injury is still lingering, it was Devin Tompkins who recorded four catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. But it was Trey Palmer who I'm more interested in since he did match Chris Godwin and routes run in the second half against the Saints as the person who was used more in two wide sets over Tompkins. And Palmer has the kind of profile we should be targeting anyway. A 98% athlete who ran a 4-3-3-40 at the combine and registered a career-high 32.7% target share in his lone and final season at Nebraska. That's where we're headed in this Bucks passing game if Evans is still out. With the Chiefs having a quick turnaround for Thursday, we don't know if Travis Kelsey, who was a DMP on Monday, is going to be able to play. But we do know we have already seen this op- offense function without Kelsey in week one. And how it functioned was, for better or worse, Noah Gray and Rashi Rice tying for the team high mark in target share. Noah Gray actually led the entire Chiefs team and routes run in week one. And that was against a Lions t- defense that we've come to have more respect for. Now, we get a Broncos defense on a short turnaround that's allowing the third most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. It's a completely different matchup. So if Travis Kelsey can't go, I'm having much more faith in starting Noah Gray in week six as opposed to when we plugged him in in week one. But let's not forget about Rice. Because... On one hand, Rice was targeted on 50% of its routes run against the Vikings, and now he's scored more fantasy points than any other Chiefs receiver in four of his five games. The issue is that they're not deploying him. Even on Sunday against Minnesota, he ran the fifth most routes among the team's receivers for a season-low 23% route participation. If Travis Kelsey's out, though, and the better... Rasheed Rice continues performing, I would imagine the role eventually grows. And at least Kelsey's potential absence gives us enough enough confidence against this historically miserable Broncos defense that we're still picking up Rice with an eye on his long-term production, but we have confidence plugging him during the bye weeks of her injuries given how soft the matchup is. We definitely need to have Rice on our rosters for the future. Some backup news. With Zonovan Knight helped off in the fourth quarter behind David Montgomery with a serious arm injury, it sounds like, Craig Reynolds is now the only contingency option behind David Montgomery for however long Jameer Gibbs is sidelined with his hamstring injury. I know everyone out there is shuffling running backs on the back of their rosters weekly just to try to fall into not having to spend an absurd amount of fab when we can just use that spot to shuffle around. Add Craig Reynolds to your list. And finally, another player to add to your list is Keaton Mitchell. Because Baltimore's plethora of running backs they continue using, who continue not separating, just makes it more of a priority to sprinkle on Keaton Mitchell, who, yes, at 21 years old, he did open the season on injured reserve. We haven't seen him just yet. But, 
He could be activated as early as week six, and at least he has that trait we want. With a 99th percentile speed, 43740, small size, but just in case he's the one who could separate, he is the one who we should still add in 12 to 14 team leagues, given that both Justice Hill and Gus Edwards are not getting it done. Reminder, all the other deep league notes, speculative additions, rank contingency options, and positional rankings overall, all on 444.com, which you can use the promo code YouTube to get off what is already a discounted sum. Until then, good luck in week six. And remember, you're a little bit kinder to what's required. We'll see you next time.